An enormous amount of nonsense has been written about guerrilla warfare, especially since World War II. Much of it is mere hagiography of the political left. Irregular operations were not invented by Spaniards resisting Napoleon, or by T.E. Lawrence in the Arabian Desert, or by Marx, or Lenin, or Mao Zedong, or Castro, or Xi Guevara, or Regis Debray, and none of them had much to say about it that had not been known for centuries. Guerrilla operations have existed since the dawn of history. Basic strategy and tactics have differed according to particular circumstances, but have always been the same in essentials, since they are based on common sense and imagination. E.g., when you are the weaker party in a war, you avoid major battles and instead harass the enemy. You cut his communications, ambush small detachments of his forces, cut off his stragglers, try to sap his strength and morale, and seek to win civilians to your own cause. Such modes of fighting have been applied by revolutionaries and reactionaries, by peasants and urban rebels, in all sorts of circumstances for all sorts of purposes. In the 19th and 20th centuries, guerrilla activity have usually had some strong ideological basis, religious fundamentalism, communism, or communist and most important, nationalism. Many men have found guerrilla warfare attractive. It offers greater opportunities for personal initiative and daring than does conventional war. It appeals powerfully to those with intense ideological commitments. It requires strong feelings of comradeship and personal loyalty to leaders. And it involves less onerous discipline than regular operations. Most professional soldiers, by contrast, have been impressed mainly by the dark side of partisan operations and so have despised them. Gorillas, unhappily, most always attract more than their share of unsavory human types, smugglers, poachers, bandits, congenial haters, and sadists. By necessity, but often by disposition as well, they hide beneath the hapless civilians and often plunder and coerce them in the bargain. Their operations run heavily to ambushes and the taking of hostages, and they commonly give no quarter to their foes. They pose as civilians themselves and do not wear uniforms or distinctive emblems. Thus, no matter how heroic they may seem to those whom they aid, they are criminals in international law and entitled to no quarter from regular troops. To professionals, guerrilla leaders often look like mere undisciplined adventurers interested in either plunder or promoting a political career at least as much as in fighting. To them, guerrilla operations seem amateurish, erratic, irrational, unpredictable, and retrograde, a relapse into the sporadic and uncontrolled violence that so often characterized warfare centuries ago and which persists in the 20th century primarily among backward people in primitive parts of the world. Finally, professional soldiers dislike as innately defeatist the basic assumption of guerrillas that one's own side is the weaker party. I agree with professionals that guerrilla war is a disagreeable way to fight, but neither the consideration enumerated above nor my personal feelings about them diminishes the fact that irregular operations have often been remarkably effective. During the American Revolution, Francis Marion badgered the British relentlessly from the swamps of South Carolina, where they could not use their artillery or cavalry. Napoleon sent 670,000 men and 520 guns across the Pyrenees between 1808 and 1813. 
Spanish civilians and irregulars fought the invaders savagely by every means human ingenuity could devise. French firing squads shot them down in reprisal, episodes immortalized in paintings by Goya. But Napoleon did not conquer Spain, and only 250,000 of his men and 250 guns ever returned to France. Russian Cossacks decimated another Napoleonic army in the famous retreat from Moscow in 1812. By employing guerrillas, the Boer generals De Wet and Botha lengthened their war against the British in South Africa by two years, 1899 to 1902. It took the United States three years to overcome Philippine guerrillas at about the same time. 